0: Hey friends, welcome back to The Journal Feed. My name is Nick Zelt, and this is the only place to get spoon-fed the latest and greatest of emergency medicine, where we're trying to keep you guys up on the literature by spoon-feeding it to you. All right, let's take a quick look ahead at everything that we'll be covering from this week. First off, finally, we talk a little bit more about monkeypox. Then, don't get me wrong, troponins are highly sensitive, but that doesn't mean they're not tough as nails at ruling out ACS. Then, Siemens sign. It's not what you think, it's an ECG sign, and it's pretty good. Then the Q word in all its glory, which continues to be quite innocent. And then finally, shock and awe. Vitamin C still doesn't work for sepsis. If you're hearing my voice right now, then you are not currently a Journal Feed subscriber, and so we're not receiving the full Journal Feed podcast. You're only receiving a portion of the past week's articles, not getting all the spoonfuls that you could be. Don't worry, though, I pick my favorites, but if you would like to get full access to the podcast and access to the blog, then you will have to become a member. All the details for that are at journalfeed.org, where, remember, we never want money to be a barrier to patient care. So if you're having any trouble at all affording a subscription, please get in touch. We can help you out. This is the audio version of the past week summaries, which this week were brought to you by the vivid Rebecca White, Megan Hilbert, myself... Joel Scherting, Seth Walsh Blackmore, and Clay Smith. Let's jump over to the second article. Rapid exclusion of acute myocardial injury and infarction with a single high sensitivity cardiac troponin T in the emergency department, a multi center United States evaluation out of the journal Circulation. Can you imagine working in the ER in the era before troponin testing? Frankly, I can't, it sounds like a scary place, but there are many doctors who are still practicing who used to live and practice in that scary place. For real though, no ER shift is complete without at least one chest pain rule out ACS patient. Now, there are many places that endorse just using a single trope to rule out ACS in some scenarios. And this sure as heck speeds things up. Can we really do that though, just one trope? This study was a multi-center cohort study with both a biomarker and an observational component. Alright, so data shows that you can safely rule out ACS with a single trope that is less than 5 nanograms per liter. The catch is that the limit of quantitation is 6 nanograms per liter. And so 6 is actually the lowest level that the FDA in the United States will let you report. Less than 6 isn't studied as well as less than 5. So, these authors set out to do just that. And the results were so, so good. There's a negative predictive value of 99.8 with a 95% confidence interval of 99.1 to 100%. That and the sensitivity was also good. 99.3% using a single trope in isolation. And this trope had to have a very low value. This also applies for patients who presented and had their trope measured less than three hours from onset of their symptoms. You can increase the negative predictive value and sensitivity to a hundred percent if you combine this negative trope, that is less than six nanograms per liter, with a non-ischemic ECG. So, this is put together into a 0.3% misdiagnosis rate for acute MI or death within 30 days. No more of that 2% misrate you hear about sometimes. You should still have some caution in certain groups though, since there are slightly lower negative predictive values in those with a previous history of CAD, older adults, or women. In this book, a single high-sensitivity troponin that is less than the lowest reportable value was really good at ruling out acute myocardial infarction in a low-risk population. Then we have the third article titled, Siemens Sign, a novel electrocardiogram prediction tool for left ventricular hypertrophy out of the journal Peer J. Shout out to several of Journal Feed's authors for being authors on this actually quite lovely paper. Having left ventricular hypertrophy, LVH increases your risk of mortality. It makes you higher risk for coronary artery disease. Now you can see LVH on ECG. But I'm sure you remember how terribly annoying the criteria are to try to diagnose LVH on ECG. There are lots of numbers. It's complicated. Frankly, it's not even very accurate. And I'd rather have a quick and easy way to just diagnose LVH. And now we have one. We have the Siemens sign. Siemens sign just asks one question. Do the QRX complexes in two continuous precordial leads touch or overlap? That's it. Do the pointy parts touch? You don't need any calibers. Heck, I don't even think you need your reading glasses. To test this rule out, this was a retrospective study using the EHR of a quaternary academic hospital to analyze 2,100 ECGs done as part of routine care in the emergency department. They analyzed the ECGs using two common criteria for LVH diagnosis. Two sokolow Sokolow-Lyon. Criteria and the Cornell criteria to compare them against Siemens Sign. All the ECG results were compared against the gold standard test of an echo done within 90 days of the ECG. So, Siemens Sign ended up with a sensitivity of 11% and a specificity of 92%. Now, those aren't exactly amazing numbers, but believe it or not, that actually makes Siemens Signs non inferior to the other criteria, except for the Cornell criteria for women specifically. Now, interrater agreement was way higher for Siemens sign, because it's just really easy to do. So at least for men, it seems to be pretty much the best test. In this spoonful, the Siemens sign performs better than commonly used ECG criteria for LVH, and it's really easy to do. Okay, that's all five articles. Let's do a quick wrap-up of everything that we covered. Second tropes are really nice in twos, but sometimes just one is enough. And those times are when that value is really, really low. From the third article, no more calipers for diagnosing left ventricular hypertrophy on ECG. Just check for semen sign. That's when the QRX complexes touch in two continuous precordial leads. All right, that's it. Links to all the articles summarized can be found at journalfeed.org where the newsletter is going to be the best way to turn the podcast into a nice little nugget of space repetition. Now, if you're feeling some FOMO, you'd rather hear five articles instead of just two, then come over, join us in the members feed. Our goal here is to provide better patient care through spoon feeding, so we're trying to help you keep up with the latest research one spoonful at a time. Thank you.